all right, all right. Welcome into the Rev and Bone Show. I'm your host, Rev Kev, with T-Bone. How you doing tonight, T-Bone? Bone, doing excellent. Doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing good. We just recorded yeah. a segment with Will. We're going to patch that in later. Uh, so we're all warmed up. We're all ready to go. I'm yeah. not nervous at all. We're coming in hot tonight. We are coming, coming in, in hot. Real hot. I just shouted into the microphone to, for the intro. So <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling good. You're feeling good. Let's talk about who's the most iconic number seven. But first, a word from our sponsor. Uh, that is against the spread.home.blog. That's our sponsor. That's our website. Uh, check it out. Um, T Bowen's posted in the music blog. Will said that he's got a blog coming out. I said that I got a blog coming out. So check out that website. You know, we put we yeah, post these I'm, on there. I might throw a little weekly baseball blog up there just for but for shits and gigs, you know? Yeah, just to, you know, keep the fingers nimble. Yeah. You know. You know, keep the juices, uh, keep the juices flowing. Massage those ivories, if you know what I'm saying. Keep the milk flowing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> She's a juicy girl. Got to get them milk flowing. So we're gonna, we're gonna tonight. We're gonna have a uh, bird of the week. We're gonna uh, first. We're gonna talk about who's the most iconic number seven. <laughs> then into bird of the week. Then we're gonna talk a little baseball. Uh, what's going on with baseball? Uh, first week of the season is in the books. The first ten games of the season in the books for most teams. Uh, outside of that, uh, we're going to do a fantasy raft. Welcome back to the fantasy raft. We're going to talk about our favorite baseball movies and TV shows. Um, all aboard! All aboard the fantasy raft! And then the aforementioned Will, uh, a.k.a. Ramrod, a.k.a. Dakota Boy, from uh, from my alma mater, Dakota High School, um, hanging out. We hung out with him for a little bit, talked basketball, talked the NBA playoffs coming up. It's the most exciting time of the year for this guy. Um Maybe not the most exciting time for other people, but hey, he'll convince you by the end of this segment. Um, we're going to talk a little succession. Succession with the most explosive yeah, episode that we've seen so far. So not right. to give anything away. If you haven't seen succession, we're throwing it at the, at the end. So just cut it off when um, once Will's done. No spoilers before then. Yeah, we're going to be heavy on the spoilers. So make sure if you have not watched it and you plan to, definitely tune out for the last 10, 15 minutes of the show tonight, I'd say. Yeah. Because it's it's just it's just one long spoiler. So The episode is a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the other episodes are just kind of interpersonal drama talking about, oh, there are the votes coming up. Got to get the votes. Oh, got a big vote. Might vote yes, <laughs> might vote no. I don't know. I'm going to vote. <laughs> this one. Is the only episode with like a legitimate spoiler. Yeah. So, yeah. well, Kendall yeah. killed a guy. That True. was kind of a spoiler. But it did happen. Kind of an afterthought. That, that waiter was kind of an afterthought at the end of the day. It was weird. Yeah, poor guy. He was high on hey, that Anywho. High on Ket. Ketamine. Ketamine. <laughs> 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 I've never talked Ket before. That's, that's big over in the... The UK, the UK. Oh, cat. I heard it called special K before, but never cat. Yeah. Okay. Well, different strokes, different folks. Teach their own. Yeah. T Bone, let's talk about who's the most iconic number seven. This is episode seven presented by against the spread.home.blog. Who's the most iconic number seven? When you think of the number seven, who do you think of? When you see somebody wearing a jersey and it's got the number seven on it, you're like, whoa. 
I know. For number seven, this was one of the we've done this for every episode now. We've had the most iconic number for each numbered episode of of the show. For number seven, this was the one I found the most possible entries for. And um jersey numbers, there's there's plenty that you can choose from. You got Ronaldo, you got Elway, you got Mickey Mantle, you got Pistol P, you got Mike Vick, you got a bunch of guys that could possibly be there, right? I strayed from the jersey number. Oh no. And was looking at other things that had number seven in it. You got the seven wonders of the world for crying out loud. That's a huge one. That's a you big got, one. Can you, you got you the name movie. Them? Um you got the Great Grand Pyramid. Canyon. Great, Great Pyramid. I don't think the Grand Canyon is one of them. Should be. Uh what else? Great Stonehenge? Pyramid. Nope. Easter Colossus. Island. Colossus of Rose is one of them. I know that. Um Great Barrier Reef. Um, Mount Rushmore. Um, uh, Taj Mahal? Is Taj Mahal one? I don't know. Great Wall of China? It should be. Yeah. All right. Well, we've named a few. Um, yeah. Seven Samurai was I had up there. I had like... The Tom uh, Cruise the, movie? The movie Seven. Remember the movie Seven with uh, Morgan Freeman, Brad Pitt? Yeah, of course, of course. What's in the box? What's in the box, man? What's in the box? I mean, that's an iconic movie. There's some iconic lines in it. You know, you got Seven Nation Army by White Stripes. Seven Ooh, words, good one. Seven tones. You got the band Seven Dust. I mean, seven, there's a lot seven of Seven Dust. You're really throwing there's Seven a, Dust in there. There's a lot of Sevens out there, you know? I mean, just saying. Um, but my most iconic number seven. We're talking dopey. We're talking sneezy. We're talking happy, grumpy, sleepy, bashful, and Doc. The most iconic seven. The seven dwarves. What is this, a kid's <laughs> show? What's going on here? <laughs> trying to appeal to a certain audience. Disney, man. The seven dwarves are iconic. Everybody can relate to one specific dwarf on the list. They're out there living in, the, in some enchanted forest. Snow White stumbles upon them. It's a great story. It's a love story. i tell story. you what. I relate to Sneezy. Is Sneezy one? Yeah, Sneezy's one. Yeah, yeah, Sneezy. I sneeze See? four or five times a day. Everyone's just out of nowhere, kind of, no reason. Nobody tickles my nose. I just sneeze. <laughs> no one's out there with a little feather tickling your nose? No, yeah. unfortunately. It'd be nice. Just randomly sneezing. Somebody would pay that much attention to me. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Leah, come on. Get the feather, would you? <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. So yeah, that's it. So seven dwarves, man. Iconic. They're cool. timeless. We're still talking about the Seven Dwarves. The movie was made in like the 1910s. I mean, you're still talking about them. I don't think I've thought about them in years. Well, you since should. I was a, a little baby. Little baby. Okay, yeah, I, that's your most iconic number seven. When you think about the number seven, it's Seven Dust, the Seven Dwarves. And then, yeah, seven, yeah, Seven Dust is right here, and then Seven Dwarves are right above them. But you want to throw Avenged Sevenfold in there too? I thought I knew you were gonna say that, but I didn't have him on the list. Okay. All right. Well, let's switch over, switch gears. Let's throw throw it over to me. Um, so I had some some jersey picks. I didn't uh didn't go too crazy with mine. Um I had John Elway, you know, you gotta yeah. you gotta remember him, of course. Of course, John Elway. Uh James Bubba Stewart, uh the very iconic, um, probably the most iconic motocross rider of all time, uh supercross legend invented the Bubba scrub, which uh, is not only extremely stylish, but it, um, it scrubs off time. Like 
nobody's ever seen before. You know, the faster you get your wheels back on the ground, the faster you get going faster. Um, also the first major black athlete in supercross, um, really paved the way there for, uh, for hopefully a new generation of, um, you know, people of color in that, uh, in that industry, you know, that's extremely respectable. That's not something they see every day. And, uh, in a mostly white dominated sport, it's, it's good to see some, uh, a flash of color in there, if you will. So, uh, James Stewart, one of my favorite riders of all time, definitely top two and he's not two. Um, so <laughs> he's in there. Um, Mike Vick, uh, specifically at when he was on Atlanta, uh, Madden 04, he was a cheat code. Oh, um, complete cheat code. Just drop back with him and then, uh, you know, hit that R2 and just take off. <laughs> You're gone. You're gone. You're no gone. You, yeah, nobody's nobody's catching you. It was like the uh, Bo Jackson at Super Tech Mobile. It was the same thing. He's getting the yeah, ball. Exactly, around, exactly. And it's over. I, it's, it's not fair. We're touching on different generations here. This is good, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. casting a wide net, getting a big audience. You know, <laughs> yeah. All of our old time listeners, they're gonna love that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our old time listeners are not gonna like this one. Uh, I almost picked him, almost picked him, but uh, this guy was an absolute lightning rod. Uh, anytime you saw his jersey, anytime you mentioned his name, Colin Kaepernick. Oh, yeah. One of the most iconic number sevens. You see his jersey. I tell you what, the easiest way to get somebody emotionally fueled is back during, especially during, you know, his time. What's up with the, what's up with Kaepernick? I own his they, jersey, They would just too, instantly right? just be I like, I think of him as number oh, seven. That fucking <laughs> guy just, you, you better stand up for that anthem. Or like, you know, the flip side of it, which I don't have a very good impression on deck for. But, um, yeah, Colin Kaepernick, he uh, almost is my pick. But actually, I just saw the words pop up on your screen there. They're gone now. But my pick, we're going to touch more on this later. My pick for most iconic, number seven, we're talking game seven. Ooh. When a series goes to game seven, this is a yeah. sports podcast. I know you might have forgotten with your whole Disney picks, but this is a sports podcast through and through. <laughs> when a series goes to game seven, game I'm seven tuning is in. I don't care what sport it is because game seven is just the ultimate. You live and die by every pitch. You live and die by every possession of the ball. Oh, game man. seven is like. That's, yeah, that's a clutch pick. It, it, it boosts the stress up. Tenfold, sevenfold, avenge sure. sevenfold. You know what I'm saying? It, it boosts the stress of avenge sevenfold. Yeah. So that's my pick. Most iconic number seven. Game that's seven. A good one. That's a good one. I might have to change into my Colin Kaepernick jersey for the rest of this this show because I forgot that he wore number seven. He's been away from the game for so long. I forgot what his jersey number was. Yeah. Well, my been game away from the game seven. for so long. Nothing is better than a game seven in all sports. Is there anything better than a game seven? Wild card, wild card football, like playoff football, because it's one and done already. No, no, yeah. a game seven. You're going to lose if you're. Like out, you got all the drama leading up to it. Like you win game six. Like let's say you're you're down three two. You win game six, and you're like, all right, we still we're have life now. Yeah, we're back in it now. Anything could happen. What's your favorite game seven? Game seven is so good. Um, man, I got so many different game sevens. I love. The one that sticks out in my mind always, and the Bulls lost the game, but it was against the uh, the Boston Celtics okay. in the playoffs. Uh, I want to say it was the first round of the playoffs, and the Bulls weren't expected to win, but Joe Kim and the boys, Joe Kim, Derek, Gord, Ben Gordon, it was a 
phenomenal series against uh, against those Celtics who were heavily favored. Took them yeah. to game seven. Ultimately lost, but the game was amazing. Um, Chicago Cubs against uh, Cleveland Indians. That was an amazing series for the World Series. Was that game seven or that game? I thought it was game six. They didn't win it for seven, the World right? Series. Oh no, you're right. Three one. I'm sorry. Yeah, they were three, yeah, they were down three one. Took it to that seven. They had the rain delay. You had yeah. early in the game. You had David Ross homering. Uh, and it's once over. David Ross homered, I'm like, okay, we got this in the bag. Yeah, it's over. And then yeah. Cleveland came storming back. And Joe the weather Madden came storming to... in. Yeah. Joe Madden almost completely flubbed that game. Completely almost flubbed. Like, did not know how to manage pitching. And then he just exemplified his 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 incompetence for managing a pitching game in that game. Almost blew it. Didn't. Luckily, pulled it out. Great. That was a great game seven. Good call. Yeah. So... Oh, and then Chris Bryant almost uh, flubbed that throw. Did he? Just, oh, yeah. It was a little high. Yeah. Well, no, he, he slipped, like, as he threw it. Yeah. If he like would have slipped down. just, like, a, a little bit more, like, his back There's foot, his plant like foot. Here, right? Yeah. Here. Like, he picks it up so confidently, and as he throws, like, his back plant foot just, like, falls out completely. He was just so excited. He was just like, oh, my God. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. So... <laughs> Game seven is my uh, is my pick for most iconic number seven. Uh, next up, we're moving on to bird of the week. There's a bird in the sky. Look at him fly. Why? 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 Who's going first? Am I going first on bird of the week this week? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so my bird of the week, I just found out that this was a bird within the week. So it's timely. Um, do we have the same bird of the week? I hope not. That'd be weird. But so yeah, literally just found out it was a bird this week. Uh, I've been listening to some of these, this bird's songs over the course of the same week because uh some friends of some friends of mine were out last uh last thursday we were listening to some music had some live music so open mic was going on and we started sharing some videos and stuff like that and started talking about this guy this bird revisited a classic called pillow talk little dicky is a bird did you know his name is dave bird no i didn't Dave yes, Bird. Dave Bird. He's my bird of the week this week. Dave Bird. Hi, I'm Dave. Dave Hi, Bird. Dave Bird. I'm just pillow talking with a man. <laughs> I'm just pillow talking with a man. So, yeah, Lil Dicky, bird of the week. Dave Bird. New season just premiered, I believe, within the last few weeks or so. Maybe. Or just came out. I don't really know. I'm not following Remember it, but. Remember that I time that we watched that one episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the end of season, the season episode one, episode that believe. shall remain nameless. Yeah. Yeah. I turned the corner. I saw Don Quixote. Fuck, this is it. Oh, my God, Dave, you're so rich. Thought of my options. He started approaching. I'm like, Quixote, relax. I'm open to it. Come here. Just on his neck. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, talks about going to prison and basically his whole strategy um, is just to be the best at sucking dick. So yeah, I mean it's a pretty solid strategy. <laughs> the bold that's, strategy, Cod, and let's see if it works out for him. Let's see if it works out for him. 
Um, I like that pick. I like that pick. We don't have the same pick. Okay. Um, I didn't watch season two. Did you watch season two? No. no I got to catch up either. on that, actually. I got to catch up on a lot that, of FX shows, to be honest. I heard that season two isn't very good. Oh, no. Yeah. Too late. I've already picked them for Bird of the Week. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you should drop like an album or something, you know? Yeah. Quit making all these all these TV shows, you know? We're sick of it. We want to hear some music. Yeah. Get us some goddamn songs. Come on, Day Bird. Come on, man. Come on, Birdman. 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 <laughs> My bird of the week this week is um it's kind of an oddball pick. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've I've gone just straight man birds the past couple weeks. This one kind of an oddball pick. So I'm on um I'm on the website Amber griskai.com and boy is this website formatted formatted poorly like the the font this is a website straight out of geocities oh, wow. 2004 Yikes. yeah like it that's what it feels like it's always nice to like find a website like this and this was the first search result too like this i didn't deep dive for this huh. but to see a website like this that clearly they spent no time updating anytime recently. It's a nice throwback. Um, my bird of the week is um, a bird. It's an animal, but uh, it may not have feathers. And uh, you might know of it as something else, but I call it the bird of the deep blue sea. And I'm talking about uh, what some people think is a flattened out shark. What some people think is um, got really big wings on it. But no, I'm talking about the Devil Ray. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so the Devil Ray is no otherwise known as the bird of the deep blue sea. Bird uh, yeah, it's an it's nice, it's nice uh floating around. I think they fly sometimes. They stung, they killed uh Steve Irwin. RIP. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure did. I didn't I didn't mean to bring down the tone of the episode with that. <laughs> yeah, that really that... Steve Irwin's got a special place in all of our hearts, listeners and 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 podcasters alike. Who didn't love Steve Irwin, right? His son and his daughter are really picking up uh, picking up uh, the torch where he left off. That's He's true. been on. How dare, how dare you honor that murdering bird? Well, <laughs> he may they may have killed the beloved Steve Irwin, but they're also really good at baseball. And they are currently sitting at 10 and 0. That's right. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. We're switching it up to baseball talk now. Yeah. What's going on with those Rays down in Tampa Bay? 10 and 0, man. The best start in a season in the wild card era. It's uh, really something else. Because I think one of us picked the Rays to finish dead last in the AL East, didn't we? Who did that? And it wasn't me. Um, Was Will on that show? <laughs> No, um, I man, the race team is exciting to watch. It's fun. It, it brings some excitement to the game. Now everyone's going to tune in to see if they can go, uh, you know, run the, and run the distance, you know, just never lose a game all season. He's going the distance. You know what He's I'm saying? He's going for speed. For He's speed. all alone, all alone, <laughs> in a time of need. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's cake, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, heard, I found out one of my one of my good friends who I trust musically 
almost with my life mm. that Cake is one of his most hated musical artists of all time. I was like, what? Cake? I could see that. That's interesting. Interesting call. But I mean, they're a very polarizing band. I suppose so. I never thought of them as like a hated band, though. I never thought of them in that category of like, oh, I hate Cake. Like, I mean, if I didn't know that song, if I didn't know the obscure, distance, they're just I would hate them. enough to not even have an opinion on them at all. Yeah, but like if you, I don't know, I just don't like the guy's voice outside of the distance. Yeah. Um, I, like I was him. talking to Leah tonight and I was previewing the episode for her and I told her, uh, you know, there's there's one team that's currently 10 or no and if I gave you 29 guesses, you still wouldn't get it. <laughs> And uh, she get she's there? like, give me, she's like, give me a hint. And I'm like, okay, well, they're in, they're in Florida. And she's like, Tampa. And I'm like, you don't know the Tampa Bay team. Did she know it? No, she definitely did not. Oh, and she's like, I'm like, what's, yeah. I'm like, what's their mascot? And she's like, well, give me a hint. And I'm like, okay, they're um, the enemy of a deity and a black blind musician combined. Oh. Yeah. Devil okay. Ray. Yeah, I like that. Pretty good hint. Yeah, yeah, that's a good hint. Good solid yeah. clue. Yeah, it's kind of a riddle. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. It's not a hint as much as it is a riddle. I like that. <laughs> Love a good riddle. I'll tell you the Riddler. Yeah. Yeah, the Riddler. The Riddler. Um, what other teams Rev, have been catching your Rev, eye? Rev Riddler. Um, honestly, the Cubs have been catching my eye. The Cubs. They've been playing some nice little, little ball. Strowman's been pitching lights out. The offense doesn't look as terrible. So I'm actually kind of excited about the Cubs. I want to change my NL Central pick to the Cubbies. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll update the standings. But I like uh yeah, I like I like what the Cubs are doing. I love obviously the Rays are exciting. Um Milwaukee's seven and two right now, but they're about to face my Vaunted Angels. Vaunted Angels. You want to talk or actually no, 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 no. I'm sorry. They're they're gonna go down to San Diego. What's the scuttlebutt in in, in 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 Anaheim regarding the Angels right now? What do you mean the scuttlebutt? They're playing well. They're top of the division, five and four. I know, but how how does it like the local vibe? Are they buying in? Are they not not really so much? Oh, we're we're buying in. We got Angels hey. fever out here. Shugging that Kool Aid. Oh yeah, the red Kool Aid. Yep. No, things are good, man. Uh, people people have tempered expectations, but yeah, I think that. We're excited. Let's get out to an Angels game. You know that's what everyone's saying. Like, hey, Angels are back on. Let's go. Let's go watch them. Let's go yeah. watch Trout, Otani, the other guys. Yeah, staying out west though in the in the NL West, uh, young Arizona Diamondbacks leading the division out the game. They're looking good. You forgot to even mention them in our baseball young preview. Squad, young little squad, man, and they got a bunch of prospects coming up, and they're all playing mm-hmm. well right now, and they're they're anchored by a nice ace on their pitching staff. And uh, hell, they could go off. What if this? What if they like, won the division? What could happen? Hey, Padres, why not? Padres spent all the money. Arizona yeah. just works their farm system. And yeah, just it, down on the farm. David Goliath story. <laughs> Yeah, and then the Dodgers are just middle of the you know finished with a 500 record. Yeah, I don't think they've had their runs, man. They've had their chances. You only get so many, so many windows of opportunity before they slam shut. Only get so many at bats. You know what I'm saying? My favorite thing though is the St. Louis Cardinals, the bottom of the NL Central right now. I like that. I like that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah, they're not getting out of there anytime soon. But no, I watched uh, I watched the San Diego game. They played the Braves the other night. I think it was Saturday night, Friday. No, it was Saturday during the day. They played the Braves. Maybe it was Sunday. It doesn't matter. It was a back and forth game. It was really fun. It's got me all excited about the Padres right now. Watched them tonight. They lost five nothing to the Mets. Hey, that's baseball. It's baseball, baby. The Mets got a nice little spot, though, too. And, you know, can't win them all. Can't win them all. You can't. You can try your best. Unless you're the Tampa Bay Rays. Unless you're the Tampa Bay Rays. Then you can win them all. And they have. Yeah. They got a chance to go 162-0. and what, no, no other team has had an opportunity to even say that 10 games into the year in the wild card era. So, hey. I like anything it. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything <laughs> can happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's Picking what, up what you're laying down. That's what you just said, but I said it in the form of a song. Yeah. A little, I'm just trying to get a little inspiration going for, for our boys out there. Right. The Tampa, so, Tampa boys. So we haven't done this in a while, but uh, you got uh, you got your floaties. You ready to go rafting? I'm ready to go rafting. I need to refill on my beer of the week, though. I we do, too. Which we didn't talk about. Let's take a break, fill up, and then do our beer of the week. And then let's do the fantasy raft, yeah. a little NBA talk, and then succession. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Turn my headphones up. Turn my headphone up. No, I got turn them shits up. No, no, turn it down. Turn it down. That's too much. Turn shits up. <laughs> turn it down. I can't hear anything. <laughs> Found a cockroach in my uh, dead cockroach in my garage the other day. Oh, that's no fun. Yeah, but like I was thinking about this. It's in the garage. It's fine, right? Yeah, you tell yourself that they're only there. They're not anywhere else. There's only one. There's no other ones anywhere else. That's the only, only, one. The only one. He's he's in the garage. That's fine. Yeah, the garage is where they're supposed to be. Cockroaches in the garage. People in the house. It's pretty simple. Yep, as long as we know. keep keep that. Up. Keep the boundaries. Keep the boundaries. Hey, a good relationship's all about boundaries, right? Yep. Yep. You stay out there. I'll stay in here. As long as we don't commingle here. That's it. This is you. You don't pay rent. You have your You're place. Not a pet. <laughs> yeah. Don't be telling your buddies this is a nice, cozy place to stay. This is not open for business. No. No. If you want to stay here, you know you need a place to stay uh, one night. That's fine, buddy. Hey, I'm very receptive to uh, to somebody in need, you know? Right. Just not you, Mr. Cockroach, and your friends. Just don't come in the house. No offense. <laughs> no offense. I respect what you guys have done. Yeah. Yeah. They, they can survive nuclear war, for crying out loud. So. Yeah. If this whole Taiwan situation doesn't get sorted out. <laughs> yeah. You got might have to survive another one. Refugee cockroaches taking residence. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it's fantasy raft time. Speaking yeah, of baseball, yeah. speaking of baseball, what are you drinking tonight? Another baseball beer? We had back-to-back no, baseball a, beer weeks. I've got an episode seven themed beer this week. Um, we were, I, I mentioned uh, friends from the other night. We were talking Lil Dicky. We were also talking uh, Kansas City. My buddy Alex Cruz, a, a phenomenal artist who moved to Kansas City 
we we were talking about Boulevard Brewery, Brewery, Boulevard Brewing, Boulevard Brewery. So I picked up Tank Seven. Whoa, Tank Seven, episode episode seven. seven. Episode seven, Tank Seven. So I'm sipping on this American Saison. Was that Saosin? Seven Saison? years. Yeah, seven you know seasons. Season. Seven years? No. It's by uh, Saosin. Sing it. I don't know the words, but seven years. That's all I know. All right. Yeah. What are you sipping? What are you sipping on? Oh, you know me. I'm sipping on that. Cold as the Rockies. Coors Light, keeping it, keeping it fresh, keeping it original, keeping it uh, simple. Um, that's it, and uh, and a nice cold water. Nice. You gotta stay hydrated. It's Monday night. We got jobs in the morning. All right. Right. <laughs> we do this for you guys. I'm not drinking for me. I'm drinking for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantasy raft time. Let's go baseball. All right, movies. all right. But we're talking baseball movies and TV shows. So we got to flip a coin. Do you got a coin? Oh, I meant to grab one on my way out. I forgot. Oh, I got a whole bag of coins right there. There you go. Hold on. Be a whole whole bag of them. Flip them all. Flip all the coins. Best out of a hundred. <laughs> Toss them all up in the air. Call in the air. Tails never fails, baby. Always. It is tails. It was tails. Do you want uh, first pick or defer? I'm taking the first pick, obviously. Okay. And this is just a one-to-one draft. This isn't a snake draft. It's Correct. Yeah. Well, we had some trades last time. If it was a snake draft between two people, I would just pick (laughs) consecutively for five in a row. (laughs) That, would that work wouldn't out. work out well. No. Wow. Jinx. Look at us. All right. With the first pick of the fantasy raft of the best baseball, <laughs> baseball movies and or TV shows, if you want to throw that in there. What are you taking? I've got all movies on my list. I didn't have any shows. And um, my first pick is one that I actually stumbled upon um, on a, a, a Netflix scroll. I was on a deep scroll. I was deep inside a scroll. Deep inside. I'm so deep inside. This is a music-heavy episode. Anyone who knows me knows that Incubus Science is one is is my favorite album of all time, and that's a song off that album, Deep Inside. If you don't know, check it out. But I was deep inside a, a Netflix scroll, and I came across this one, um, and I watched it. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was so well done, so well shot, great research done throughout. It was based on my favorite pitcher of all time, Nolan Ryan. I am taking with my first pick in the fantasy raft baseball movies, Facing Nolan. That's actually the highest rated baseball movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it's it's, it's so good. It is so, 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 so good. I recommend it highly. Anytime is it I a get documentary a- or what? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's a documentary. A lot of people are recounting their time, uh, either facing Nolan Ryan or um a t- teammates of former teammates of nolan ryan uh he's in it he gives his his take on his his history and his coming up uh through through the major leagues uh with the angels and the astros and the rangers and all, his whole career uh it's a retrospect 
and it, it's 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 shot really really well kind of a 30 for 30 feel to it in terms of like cinematography and the way that it's shot the way that it's the story is told and it's just it's just excellent from beginning to end and uh, i love it and i'm i'm thrilled to have it on my list is robin ventura in it <laughs> yeah just getting work again <laughs> <laughs> he's just in it like describing like his thought process just yeah what were you i really thought i had him there I, I, legend. I really thought that i had him and uh yeah he whooped my ass so why do you, you guys invite do? me here <laughs> Yeah, what are you going to do? Got my ass beat by the greatest pitcher of all time. So, all right. All right, so with the first pick, you took one that I haven't seen yet. So, bold strategy. Oh, you got to see it. I thought I thought you would have for sure seen that one. That's great. Nah, man. Nah, nah, I'm not a, not a Netflix boy. So, you're saying I could have gotten that pick later in the draft is what you're saying. I could have got that at five. It's not even on my list. Could have got it in your honorable mentions if you wanted to. Wow. But, hey, well, you're picking with your heart. It's number one worthy, so I'll take it at one gladly. And I'm picking not with my heart, not with uh, just old-time scouting, not with my brain, but with hard numbers. That's right. I'm picking Moneyball. Moneyball yeah. is my number one pick. You were going there. With it. Once you said numbers, I knew you were going Moneyball. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a schmoozer for numbers. You know me. I'm a big-time math guy. I'm just a math whiz. Uh, I just finished a book today, uh, Dirty South. Check it out by... John Connolly, a uh, very good book. Um, took me way too long to read it. But um, looking across my bookshelf of what the next book I should read is, and Moneyball is catching my eye. So I might might go ahead and crack open that book, might read that one. Um, but yeah, Moneyball, great movie, great flick. Great Love movie, it. yeah. Definitely was on my list. Good stuff. What do you got at number two? Well, you picked with the numbers for your first pick. I am picking completely with my heart on number two. It's it's the most nostalgic baseball movie for me. I've seen it probably a hundred times. Um, Just gonna pencil it in here for you. Playground baseball at its best. I mean, it's the Sandlot. Oh yeah, I don't like the Sandlot. Really? Yeah. So. Your first two picks, no competition for me. Interesting. You know, I haven't seen it as an adult recently, but anytime it's referenced, anytime a line is thrown out from it. Um, you like that Wendy, new commercial with uh, with Wendy Mike Trout? No. Have you seen the new commercial? Yeah, it's got the catcher from it yeah. and the pitcher, the PF Flyers. Oh, yeah. And it's got Mike Trout hitting, and then he gets robbed on the home run by Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, Sandlot was great though. I, I love the Sandlot. I, I how can you not like the Sandlot? I don't know, man. I think I just missed it. Oh, you know. Okay, fair enough. I don't know, but like all my buddies and me, like we would always like play baseball in the backyard. A similar concept. Yeah, yeah. You know, so just, I get it. it really, I understand the it appeal. Really, it really captures that feeling that you got when you, when you gathered your best buds and got a, a pickup game of baseball going and iconic lines throughout the movie great story great timepiece. i just i love it i love the sandlot hmm i like it i like it that's a good pick that's a good pick um with my next pick i'm gonna go similar vibe similar feel similar um i watched it as a kid and it really just made me so excited about baseball um it's got a kid in it that's playing in the major leagues. That's rookie of the year. 
Yeah, I was on my Henry, list. Henry Roland Gardner. Henry Roland Gardner. And then uh, butt loving. Yeah, he he uh, he had elbow surgery that made him be able to throw like 105 miles an hour. Uh, really incredible stuff. And then they uh, they signed him to a major league contract. Yeah, um, yeah. So good for him, you know, cashing in while he can. Love that movie. Great movie. Great pick. Nice job, Kev. Uh, ro- have, you, rookie. have you seen Have you seen Rookie of the Year as an adult? Nope. I know if it holds up or not. I'm curious. We should We should watch Rookie of the Year and The Sandlot and see if they hold up over time. I love that okay. pick. That's a good pick. Good movie. Yeah. I wanted to take that one from you. I felt like that was coming up on your list. Yeah. It, it was definitely on the list for sure. It wasn't uh, – I think I had it at four, four or five. Um, for my third pick, this one is a movie that I would like to see play out in real life, in real Ooh. time. If we had a chance for us to actually happen. Um, you got Tom Hanks managing an all-girls. Oh, that was gonna be game. my next pick. Yeah, it's so good. A league of their own. It just it just hits home. It, it hits different. That movie hits different. Um you got you got the the major league players have gone off to war, so they they left a void in baseball, and the ladies pick up the slack. You know they come through in the clutch. They form their teams. They get a all women's league. Uh, Rockford Peaches, Gina Davis, Lori Petty, sisters, Rosie O'Donnell gets traded down to the Racine team. I forget the Racine team was, but they end up playing each other in the championship. No spoilers. Um, just a real feel-good movie. A lot of great moments in the movie. A lot of classic scenes. Um, yeah, League of Their Own, number three. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Did that win Best Picture? If it didn't, it definitely should have. Yeah, it should have. I think Spielberg directed that. Oh, did he? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to throw I'll out names, trying to sound smart. While you pick your number three, I'm going to find out. Who directed it? Hey, who are you picking fourth? Because I kind of want to know. No, I can't tell you that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, what kind of GM would I be if I told you I was going to pick next? I bet Ryan Poles <laughs> would do that. Yeah, he would. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? I'm picking this guy. Okay, okay, okay. Let's focus. I'm between two picks here. Oh, oh Penny Marshall directed a league of their own. Oh, of course. Marsh. Marshall. The Marsh. P. Marsh. Marshman, Marshmallow, P. Marsh, Penny Marshall, Henny, Henny, Henny. All right, I'm gonna. Okay, I got two that I don't think you're gonna pick that I'm definitely going to get at four and five. Uh, so I'm gonna take Field of Dreams at number three. Nice. Yeah. yeah, classic. Have you been out to Dyersville, Iowa, to see the Field of Dreams? I have not. I really want to go to that 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 game they, that that MLB hosts now out there. It seems like a really cool, fun time. I watch the game every year on TV when they had the game out there. But I would love to go to check that out. Actually, yeah, be, the first one, Yankees White Sox with the White Sox won it on a walk off. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Field of Dreams. I also have not been out there. Even when I lived in Freeport, it's like why why didn't I go out there? That was be a very easy thing to do i mean it's like two hours away oh geez it's right there yeah yeah i could throw throw a baseball and hit it let's put that on our bucket list to attend a game there together at some point before we die well we don't know when we're gonna die so put it on the immediate list then (laughs) (laughs) 
That's okay. Okay. Let's do that. Plus right. bucket list. All right. Um, man. I'm looking at the rest of my list here and trying to decide between a few that I wonder if you're going to pick or if you're not going to pick. So I'm probably not. I'm probably not. All right. For Actually, number four. For my fourth pick, I'm gonna go with another documentary. Oh no. And I actually had the opportunity to interview the directors of this movie when it first came out. It's one of my favorite stories in all of baseball. Um, Doc Ellis, pitcher of the Pittsburgh Pirates, throws a no-hitter under the influence of LSD. And they made a, they made a documentary about it called No-No, a documentary. And it's spelled documentary, like D-O-C-K-umentary, because Doc Ellis is how you spell his name. And uh, it tells tells the story. They got some great animation throughout it. They've got you know recounts of the game, recounts from Doc, some audio. Uh, apparently, legend has it that video footage of the game is unavailable, and it may have may or may not have ever happened. But anyone you talk to that was around during the time says it did happen. I love the story. I think it's a, a, a really intriguing story, fun story. Um, Drugs and baseball. No, no documentary. What's better? Love that. Uh, David <laughs> Wells was also a pitcher that used to just chuck around balls when uh, he was definitely high on something, right? David Wells, yeah. remember him? Yeah, yeah. What was his nickname? Bubba, Bubba Wells? No. Mm, what was what his nickname? Call, what did they call him? The Big Hurt. Big Hurt. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pick a, a documentary as well. Um, mine is definitely not as feel good as yours is uh mine is actually feel bad um Uh-oh. yeah and uh it's a big stain on the chicago cubs franchise and oh. fans alike i'm going with catching hell uh oh, the story of steve hell. bartman <sighs> moises Salou, uh, just how this guy's life was ruined by just being at the wrong place wrong time seriously That's it. boomer david wells nickname was boomer oh yeah boomer Uma, Uma. But yeah, catching yeah. hell where they had the whole scene where they're like, all right, this guy's about to be killed if we just like let him go with the general population. We need to get him into protective custody and, <laughs> yeah. you know, get him out, you know, <laughs> shuttle him out and uh, get him back to his home. Man. Uh, he, had to, he had to quit his job. Uh, actually, I don't, I don't know if he quit his job or not, but he had to like, yeah, go into hiding. This poor guy. Yeah, he, he suffered great repercussions for something that really had little to do with the game in, in the grand scheme, really. Yeah. Uh, I think like the next play, Alex Gonzalez botched a ground ball. Yeah. That would have Alex ended the Gonzalez inning. Made an error. Would have been an inning, inning, inning ending double play. And we wouldn't be talking about Steve Bartman at all. And then going back to my uh, most iconic number seven, that was game six. That was game six. They had a whole other game. They had a whole other game with Kerry Wood on the mound for game seven. They had a chance to wrap, wrap, wrap up the series anyway, but I think psychologically they just thought Bartman was the reason they lost that game and the yeah. series. They had, I hate that. He, he's just a fan, a lifelong Cubs fan too. That's a big reason why I'm not superstitious and um, why I really hate like overly superstitious people is I mean, they ruined that guy's life because they were yeah. like, oh, they cursed him. It's like, no, they oh, didn't. Yeah. No. The Cubs lost that game. 
Yeah, Moises Alou throws his tantrum out in left field and throws his mitt and this and that. Like, no, dude, you really didn't have that much of an opportunity to catch that ball. No. It would have been like a... a 50-50 ball at best. Yes, absolutely, with no fan there. Right. And then you look at all the other fans that were reaching out for the ball. Yeah. Man, that poor guy. Yeah, and and you forget they had a whole other game to go out and win, and they blew it anyway. So how is that Bartman's fault? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not superstitious either. I'm a little stitious. Nice. That's, That's funny. <laughs> the office. <laughs> you like the office? Michael Scott, man. Michael Scott, man. I'm just a gym looking for his Pam. All right. <laughs> okay, every dating site guy. <laughs> That's true. What do you got for your fifth pick? Your fifth and final pick. Fifth and final pick. Wow, I'm torn between two right now. One I have is a super sleeper pick. And one I have is you might pick this one. So what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Don't do the sleeper. Make that what? an honorable mention. Don't do the sleeper. Okay. Do it. All right, I'll make it an honorable mention. Then my my final pick will be Major League. I wasn't going to pick that. Major League is quality. The sequels were terrible, but the first Major League was iconic. It was a great, great baseball movie. Hilarious at times. Heartfelt at times. Great movie. Our draft board. Our draft board is very similar. It's just you go one theme, I go that same theme. You go another oh, yeah. theme, I go that same theme. So Nice. What did you say? Major League? Major League, yeah. Um. Give me like the plot line for that. Um, it's the Cleveland Indians, and they are a bunch of misfits and like a ragtag bunch who are not expected to do anything. They have a bunch of characters who, um, are just kind of all, just kind of like all over the board, like wild and rambunctious, and not really competitors, more personality than anything else. And you got Willie Say Hey Mays. You got. Uh, the big Cuban missile out there in center field. You got the uh, Rick Vaughn was Charlie Sheen's character. Uh, Daniel Stern was in there. A bunch of just a bunch of characters. Okay, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, my fifth pick is a TV show. It's Eastbound and Down. Oh, good one. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> rewatched a good amount of it lately, and it it's a. Uh, Wow, it could not be made today, I tell you what. But uh Yeah. <laughs> it's a very funny show. Um, yeah, just about Kenny Powers. Kenny fucking Powers. And uh his best friend Stevie. Um yeah, and his just just trials and tribulations trying to make it in the in the MLB and he finally gets there and then he crashes his car off of uh <laughs> off of a cliff and then uh he goes and lives a nice life with April that's uh, selling insurance and uh you can't do that and it's just, it's a very funny show. Yeah, it is a funny show. I stuck mostly to movies just because I, uh, I quite frankly forgot about the show aspect of the draft. But Eastbound and Down was great. Uh, Will Ferrell makes some, some good cameos in there. Danny McBride is hilarious. And he, everything yeah. he does is great. Jason Sudeikis makes a cameo in uh, season three right. where he's down yeah. in Myrtle Beach and you know, getting jerked off by his girlfriend on the beach. <laughs> Have you watched that soccer show that he has? No. Me either. I tried it. I didn't enjoy it so much the first couple episodes. 
to be honest, I don't really care for dark themed shows like that. Yeah. I like thriller books, but like, I don't know, something about TV shows I don't really care for. Yeah. Maybe because books, I know it's made up, but like TV shows become a little bit too real. And it, I don't know. I think it perpetuates things in society, but. Um, oh. Want to elaborate on that at all, or save that for another segment? No, I just I think that yeah, I think that um, the glorification of um, these creeps that we have in society that are you know not doing great things, whether it is fictional or not, I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think it's a net positive for our society. And then you know you terrible things happen, and then we kind of glorify the person that does it and glorify them in. Not in a like, wow, look at this person, but like a, hey, let's dig into their life and let's tell you all about them kind of way. And I don't, I don't like that right. at all. I think that that's, oh, yeah. their, shouldn't be doing their that. Their backstory, their childhood, and all the things that made them into what they are. Yeah, you should Why? bury them under the prison. Don't ever say their name again. Yeah, seriously, I felt that when they when they released that Dahmer uh, documentary, the same thing. Yes. It was like, let's feel bad for Jeffrey Dahmer. Why? Why are we? This- why? Why do we care about Jeffrey Dahmer's fucking story? This person ruined people's lives, like l- ruined entire families' lives, entire communities' lives. Like, why? What are we doing here? Fuck them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them hard. Um, who we got on your honorable mentions? List? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, my honorable mentions. I was going to draft this one, but I knew that you wouldn't, and I knew that it's. I, I picked with my heart. It uh, and this one. It's a good movie. It's the rookie, Dennis Quaid. I love oh, that movie. Yeah. I never would have picked um, that one. I never saw that. <laughs> it's you know, it's it's every single sports feel good movie that you've ever seen. It's it's not very good, but it's good enough. Okay. okay. Um, I also had the town. They had to rob uh, Fenway Park, so that kind of counts. Um, and then I had bench warmers. I had bench warmers too. Nice. <laughs> yeah, bench warmers. So funny. Is funny. Gus Bus, dude. <laughs> Gus Bus. <laughs> I love Benjamin. Warmer. Nick, Nick Swartz's character just like locked up and it shut it shut it out, <laughs> living in the <Yeah>. closet. <laughs> yeah. So good. What yeah, what'd you I, have? What's your honorable mention? I almost picked that. I almost picked Bench Warmers over Major League, but um I had Bench Warmers. I had um Mr. Three Thousand, Bernie Mac. Oh, Bernie Mac, R.I.P. R.I.P. Bernie Mac, legend, def- Chicago legend. Um, great movie, Mister Three Thousand. Um, everything else, I I either picked or it got picked. So nice. Hey, that's a that's a good consensus there. Nice board. Nice. Board. You see my hey. See my cat's tail there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Here she is. Here she is, Miss America. Yeah, so if we missed anything, if we missed any baseball movies or shows, let us know in the comments section as usual, as you've all been so engaging in the comments section the last few episodes. Yes, yes, you have been. We want to know if we missed anything baseball related when it comes to movies and shows. Yeah, excited to hear what you guys uh what you guys think, what we missed. I'm sure we missed a couple, probably a couple, maybe two, three. I know we missed Bull Durham. People are probably shouting at their screens right now. Bull Durham, where's Bull Durham? Yeah, you know, but um, all, the never saw it. all the boomers are yelling for Bull Durham. I saw Bull yeah. Durham maybe like the first half of it. It was on TV once, and I started watching. It. I was like, this is not good. 
I'll be honest, as soon as I mentioned Kaepernick, they were out. All those yeah. all that that entire age group, they're like, no, Good fuck point. these guys. We just completely alienated. Get them out of here. <laughs> you stand for that anthem. You show some respect. The Rev and Bone Show, alienating demographics one episode at a time. <laughs> I should put the Kaepernick jersey as episode seven, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. That, that might pull in some viewers. Stand for the anthem while I'm sitting on my couch pounding Bud Lights. Oh, not Bud Lights anymore. They're canceled. Not, no, not Bud. God. Damn it. Get uh, that Bud Light out of here. <laughs> I know uh, our viewers are waiting on pins and needles over here. Waiting to see our boy Will. So let's uh, let's go ahead and transition over to uh, the NBA playoff preview with our boy Will. Count it. By Simmons. Is this the dagger? All right, all right, getting down to business. We got our boy Will, aka Ramrod, from the blog against the spread.home.blog. Give us give us a what up, Will. Oh man, I'm just so excited for the playing tournament tomorrow. Like you got Bulls Raptors at 6 p.m. I cannot wait. That's I'm watching a real barn burner. This is the best time of the year for sports fans. Oh, best time of the year for us sports fans. It's the best time of the year yeah. for us sports fans. Like a singular <laughs> one, and he's on our podcast. We got the right guy. We got him here. Oh. We got him here. He's he's so excited about NBA playoffs. Apparently, this is the only sport he knows. You tried to give him a rundown or uh, try to feel him out on other sports topics, and this is his specialty. So here we are, NBA playoff time, the best time of the year per Will. It is the best time of the year. Why? The most wonderful time. Sell me on it. NBA, a good NBA playoff run, you will eclipse all other sports playoff runs in that time. Like, you remember LeBron's championship in 16. You remember the Raptors winning in 19. It's like those types of runs in the NBA playoffs will overshadow an entire year worth of playoff runs in other sports. Like even a crazy Super Bowl champion, a crazy Cinderella World Series champion, a good March Madness, like competitive NBA playoffs with all the parody that you see in years like this. Can't beat it. You cannot beat it. Yeah, I'm pumped to see all the teams turn it on for playoff basketball. It's it absolutely. I do like to watch regular season basketball. I'm not one of those people that just doesn't watch regular season basketball. But yeah. uh, like on NBA a Sunday night, playoffs perfect. is yeah, NBA playoffs is next level. Um, oh, absolutely. One thing the they intensity. have to change, they got to bring back is the best of five for the first round. I feel like that needs to be the first round. First round does get a little snoozy. It needs to be best of best, of best of five again. That was nice. Nice intro to the playoffs. Then you get the real dogs going in the best of seven in the semifinals and finals and finals. So yeah, big dogs. Glenn Robinson, you know. Yeah. Now, yeah. How about so, a best of five between? Five. How about a best of five between one and eight and two and seven? But best of seven for three and six and four and five. I can get behind I, that. I love I sort of, those sort of rules. Yeah. Get, right. Get uh. Get silver on the horn. Um, yeah. Call up David up Stern. I'll shoot him. I'll shoot him a text real quick. Okay, you go. You got him on text. Perfect. 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 Yep. Perfect. Very go. good. Very good. I've heard All this right. rumor out there that if you email Mark Cuban, like his email is email address is like very easy to find, and mm -hmm. if you email him, he'll respond. Really? I'm gonna try that. You should. Another I just, fun, 
<laughs> just like I have a, I have Tony Hawk's phone number. I have his cell phone number, but I have nothing to talk to him about. I got nothing uh, to say to him. Well, if you email I, I just Mark feel like Ruffin? I'd be a bother. I don't think that Tony Hawk would have much. What's he doing right playoff now? Discussion, He's not Mark doing Cuban anything. Might. Tony Hawk? He's not doing anything right now. Neither is Mark Cuban. Do, should yeah, I ask him if he wants to join our podcast? Yeah, they're never too busy. Yeah, yeah, he can okay. write a blog. Okay, yeah. I'll um I'll ask him to come on the next episode. I don't want to be too um, distracting here, but if he is on the next episode, will you better be available? Yeah, yeah no, I'll, I'll squeeze it in. I would hope so. He's Tony Hawk. <laughs> yeah, if Mark Cuban and Tony Hawk can squeeze it in, you better be there. Can you imagine the publicity the show would get if we got Mark Cuban and Tony Hawk in the same episode? <laughs> now, just for now no reason. Would they would they both talk each other's sports? So would Tony Hawk talk basketball and Mark Cuban talk skateboarding? Or would, would they, they stick to... around for each other's segment? Yeah. I think it would just be like general discussion. I don't think that we need topics at that point. Just like oh, riff it up with those boys, you know, see what they gotta say. A little chit chat. All right, cool. Yeah. I like what do you what do you think is. of Ukraine? You know, what's going on over there? World events, current events. All right, so the the, uh, the matchups we got that are locked in, we tried to do this a couple days ago, and then the matchups changed. So we wasted uh, about two hours of our life talking about uh, matchups that won't happen. So um, here we are re-recording it. This is very hey, fun. Hey, but we had fun. Yeah, it was fun. I just, I just had said that. <laughs> the matchups are um, Denver versus the eight seed, which is either going to be uh, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, LA Lakers, or the Timberwolves. Um, that's the play-in tournament you got there. And then you got uh, Phoenix versus the Clippers. We got Sacramento versus the Warriors. We got Memphis against the seven seed, who is the aforementioned uh, play-in tournament teams. On the Eastern Conference, we got the play-in tournament, which is Toronto versus Chicago, and then Miami versus Atlanta. Uh, they will take on the eight or they will fill into the eight and seven seed spots against either Milwaukee or Boston, the number one and two teams. We have Cleveland Cavaliers versus the New York Knicks. We have Philadelphia versus Brooklyn. Let's start it off here. What is the most spicy, intriguing matchup? Will, what do you got? Clipper Suns. And I can tell you why. Please do. So this matchup is very spicy because I feel like everyone on planet Earth has forgotten about how good Kawhi Leonard is at basketball. Like, the last time he had a healthy playoff run, he killed it. The last three healthy playoff runs he's had, he's killed it. He can carry teams pretty much by himself. Like, his main guy in Toronto was Kyle Lowry. Like, his main guy now next to him is either going to be Paul George at, like, 70 80%. Still very good. But with how deep this Clippers team is against how top heavy this Suns team is, and one of those guys is old ass Chris Paul, not, I don't think he's going to get a ring this year. I think this could very much go Clippers in seven. I think people are kind of discrediting the Clippers. Like they've had some turmoil this year, but they're going to spice <laughs> it. Well, I think people are forever uh, discredited the Clippers because they never won anything. That's fine. That's fine. They made it to the conference finals without Kawhi their last playoff run who got hurt. So they're on the upswing. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying there's a, there's a valid reason why people tend to forget about well, that. The Suns the ever won the city. Well, no, but they're, they're not sharing a, a building with a team that's won X amount of championships. I'll patch that in later, but I think it's, it's a true. valid argument. Yeah. That is, that is a valid argument. 
Yeah, any team that has two 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 sports teams in any given sport, one one being more successful, the other one kind of gets forgotten and shoved to the side. And the Clippers seem to be that 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 beaten stepchild of of LA. <laughs> yeah, I've lived out here in Southern California, worked in LA for three plus, going on four years, and uh, I don't think I've ever met a Clippers fan. Yeah, the same thing. I don't think I've ever there had... somewhere. I've never heard anybody bring up the Clippers in conversation. Yeah. I'm going to move there and bring them up every day. Same thing happens in other, other cities. Other cities that have two sports teams like that. For crying out loud, the the White Sox um, don't even get mentioned on ESPN when they talk about Chicago championships. They, they just left. They leave it off the broadcast. I feel like that was that was just an error. I don't think so. It's happened multiple times. All right. Well, maybe they just don't like them. The Clippers and the White Sox—they're one and the same. All right, that's Mets fair. And Yankees, less Mets fans than there are Yankees fans. You know, it's just championships speak volumes and until the Clippers win one I'd be interested to see what kind of parade the Clippers get if they did win it all would it be the same size as the Lakers parade or would it be just the the small contingency of fans that show up for that like how if if, if they get to the top the Lakers fans will pretend to be Clippers fans just for the will. excuse of having a parade in their city yeah a parade LA inside fans, their city LA fans are like that I could see that happening yeah LA fans do come out for winners so um, I mean, when the Rams won their championship, um, a lot of Rams fans came out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. I, I, I always loved seeing the the side-by-side when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup, fans versus when the Kings won the Stanley Cup, and how how very much – how you could just see the vast difference in fandom for hockey, Chicago to L.A. There was barely anyone at the Kings rally, and there was like, what, 4 million people at the, at the oh, Blackhawks? I mean, is that supposed to be crazy. an insult to, like, L.A.? Hockey culture. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? Hockey in Los Angeles. Of course, it's not going to be big. It's silly. Yeah, it's a silly place. Like the Phoenix. Like the Phoenix has a team. In, like for hockey. Like, why? The the Coyotes. Coyotes. Why? Why are you playing hockey in the desert? I don't know. Dallas has a team. A lot of That's a lot silly. of warm weather cities have teams. Tampa yeah, Bay Lightning. They're a dynasty. They yeah, are. A dynasty. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. You were just point uh, being, yeah. Point being, uh, you like the Clippers and Suns as the most spicy matchup. Definitely going seven games. T Bone, what about you? Who's spicy to you? I got a spicy one. It's surprisingly spicy. You eat it and you think, oh, this is not going to be that spicy. And all of a sudden, you're blasted in the face with spice. And that's going to be the one eight matchup in the East between the Bulls and the Bucks. Ooh, I like this. I like this. Yeah. Give me a little spice. Oh. Gonna get Let me spicy. taste it. It's gonna get G- spicy. Give me some milk. <laughs> no, you need the milk afterwards because that that cleanses the spice. You don't want. I'm just the milk saying, I want it on deck because it's gonna be so spicy. Yeah, you don't want the milk up front. You want the milk on chaser. Um, I like this this series. The more the more I the more I ponder the possibilities. First of all, the Bulls have to get there, right? That's a big if. That's if correct. They do, if they do, they're gonna be seeking revenge from last year's disappointment. They've got a lot to prove. They have a lot more to prove than the Bucks have to prove right at this point in their in their season, at this point in their roster over the last couple of years. Like the Bucks won a title. Bulls configured a team that was supposed to compete and hasn't up to this point. I like the matchup to be spicy. I'm not saying the Bulls are going to win the series, but it'll be spicy. Maybe squeak round. out a game four. I don't know. Maybe, maybe two wins in the series. Maybe push them to the brink. I don't know. And then once you get to a game seven, anything can happen. That's when it gets real spicy. It's so spicy in a game seven. I could see yeah. that. I could see that. Putting on my so, Bulls hat real quick. 
right. The Bulls have been playing real hot lately. The Bucks They've are thinking hot. that it's going to be exactly like it is last year, exactly. where they just go in there, they win yeah. four out of five, no problem, move on to the next round. Well, that ain't going to happen this year. This Bulls team, they're built different. Okay, they got Patrick Beverly. <laughs> right, that's all. That's all you need. Pat that. Exactly. We're good. We're good. Yeah, so, get pricey, get interesting. You never know. Bulls have to get there. They may not even get there. So, you know, fingers crossed. Well, I'm not going to say they have an uphill battle, but they have, I don't know, like, um, what's a what's a battlefield that was like just flat land? Um, whatever the that battle is. Battle of Hastings. Thank you. Wow. Good pull. You're welcome. Uh, um, yeah, where it's just a flat field. So it's not uphill. It's just a flat field. So that's what they got to go against. They got Toronto first. If they win that, they either have Miami or Atlanta. I think they stack up well against all of those teams. I think they would win all of those games easily. Easily. And then they're against Milwaukee. And then we're there. Then the Spice City. That is Spice City. Yeah, then the Spice really gets you. It gets you here. It gets you right here. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I'm going, I'm going a real spicy one. Very similar to T-Bone's pick. But I think that this team is not a team that you want to play. I'm not spoiling my pick for the next segment here, but I think the two seed in the West versus the seven seed, the Memphis Grizzlies versus the LA Lakers, I think that that's an extremely spicy, spicy, spicy matchup. It is spicy. Spicy meatball. I think that that would be a very fiery series. I think that Memphis Grizzlies, they're a very young team, and they won't know what hit them. They don't have their big bully anymore. Steven Adams is out for the playoffs, and uh, the Lakers would come into Memphis, lowly little Memphis over there, out on the Mississippi River, trying to make a name for themselves, and big old L.A. coming in from Tinseltown, coming in from Showtime. <laughs> I, I don't – is that not Tinseltown? Um, it is. Not as- okay, thank you. Um they're gonna come in and they're gonna they're gonna put a stomp into those uh those poor Grizzlies. I think that um they could win the series in six. Five. The Lakers could win. Lakers, the I could see that. I could see that happening. Yeah. I could see that. I think that's gonna be a very spicy series. I think it's zesty. over under it's real zesty. over under for t- players getting ejected in that series, I'd say three, and I'm taking the over. Mm. I think punches mm. get thrown. Between who? Someone's hitting Dylan Brooks, right? Definitely. Austin Reeves, Dylan Brooks. Ooh, wow. Big wow. contract for Austin Reeves if they wow. win the series after that. Yeah. Wow. So that's, Austin Reeves that's, doesn't strike me as be... a punch-throwing kind of guy. No, he's scrappy. He doesn't strike me as a punch-thrower, though. He's a scrap dog. Yeah, he's a scrap dog. I just, I kind of want to see Dylan Brooks get punched, really. Yeah. He, he did pull off. He did pull off that Rick James look the other night he had, though, like on their last game on the bench. He just totally blew his hair out, looked like Rick James. He pulled it off. I hate Dylan Brooks, but he did pull it off. I like he, that. He tried to rock the, the Stone Cold Steve Austin look. Did you see that one? They pulled, they oh, yeah, the I saw that best, one. That one was what ridiculous. You, what are you doing? That's where, that's where my hatred started. That's when what I first got introduced doing? to him. Well, that's Kev's, that's Kev's guy because he's Oregon Duck. Oh, yeah, you I've been watching him since uh, he was, he was in uh, – <laughs> You know, short pants. Yeah. So, um, okay. So next on next on the docket, uh, what are the scary teams? What what team would you not want to play? Maybe not. Maybe not going very far, but I would not want to face these boys. Who do you got, T Bone? Start with you. 
Um, a team you do not want to face in the playoffs. And I feel real bad for these guys for pulling this draw because they've had such a nice storybook, a little Cinderella-type season leading up to the three-seed in the West. They, they fought hard all year to get to this point. But to draw the Golden State Warriors in the first round, that that sucks for 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 the Kings. So, team is why would you why would you ever want to play the Warriors in a playoff series? Right? They're proven. Yeah. They're a dynasty. They've got guys that have won titles. They've got guys that get in your head and mess with everything that you try to do. They've got guys you can't scheme against in Steph and Clay. Even Draymond at a certain point. Poole's got some skill sets that you can't really scheme against. Um. I don't think anybody, let alone the Sacramento Kings, want to see the, the Warriors in the playoffs. And I don't I would want to see them in any round of the playoffs. So well, yeah, and that reasons, arena is gonna get so jacked up, just like they yeah. always do. A for young team reasons, is just gonna crumble. To the Warriors. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to see the Warriors either. That's probably my pick. Will, what do you got? Warriors. I mean it's a square pick, but I'm drinking the Kool-Aid right now. It's gotta be the Lakers. Um for That's pretty one, original. Yeah. For, for one, they're definitely – I guarantee they will win this play-in game over Minnesota, who's reeling right now. Well, Minnesota's in shambles seed. right now. You got guys punching yeah. punching their own guys. So they got the ah, seven yeah, seed. Yeah, Gold Bear, what a tool. What a yeah. tool that guy is. No, he's a loser. But you got <laughs> – so you have that matchup. They're going to take care of business there, win by at least 10 uh, at home, I'm pretty sure. And then they'll play Memphis. They match up very well with Memphis. Memphis doesn't have well, they have Jaron Jackson, but he is susceptible to fouling out. You get like four fouls in six minutes. So you have no one on AD who yeah, that's obviously a big a deal. A guy like AD exposes Jaron Jackson, I think. Yeah. Fully, like you know? he can't he can't mesh with them in the paint very well. Like he can block some shots, but he'll get no, bodied he, very quick. He can take him outside. So then Inside doesn't matter. Yeah, Jaron Jackson is pretty much fucked if that if that's the matchup he, he draws. And then in the second round, if the Warriors can get past the Kings, which I think it's like it's probably gonna happen. I don't want it to happen. I want the Kings to win, but the Warriors are probably gonna beat him. And then in a series with the Lakers and the Warriors, I'm all in on the Lakers on that one. I would place a bet before the series even started. The Lakers over the Warriors. Because they Damn. match up with the Warriors very well. Like all regular season, they dominated them. If one team can go into Golden State and keep composure, like keep themselves, if they're down 2-1 in a series, have to go to Golden State and win a game to stay alive, they could do that. Then the conference finals, it's anyone's guess who they match up with, but I feel confident in their chances too. So there's no team that could go against the Lakers, and I'd say, wow, the Lakers, no, they don't have a chance. I would say they have a very good chance of defeating anyone they match up against. And they're so are you calling seed. Are you calling an all Los Angeles Western Conference final right now? That would be very fun. It's possible. It's very possible. Okay, you're not uh, not too strong in that pick, but okay, I'll, I'll take yeah. it. There's only one right. little hiccup. It's the matchup with Denver and the Clippers. For some reason, Denver owns the Clippers. I'll have to dig the numbers on that one. Yeah, please really do. Get, get back confidence. to us. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that one. Okay, Uh-oh. I got... Uh, the, what the, the, the Clippers love is faltering here. I thought it was all in on the Clippers. Only in that oh. one situation. Like the Suns, they don't scare me. But the Nuggets, for some reason, with that matchup, 
It just doesn't make sense. It's just how it goes. You guys were pounding the table the other day saying how Denver is yeah. so easily exposed. They suck in the yeah. playoffs. Oh, they're regular season champ. The seating changed, man. The seating changed. Yeah, but Denver is still the same team. I still like Denver to go out early. I don't think they'll make it to the conference finals. Thank you, Terry, for sticking to your guns on that one. I will. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if the Clippers can beat the Suns, I'm just a little sketched out. Like the Clippers in seven. How about that? Okay, I'll take it because that's a win. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of win, who do you want to win the championship versus who do you think is going to win the championship? So taking out my own fandom here, I'll go first. I'll go first. Thank you. Um, taking out my own fandom here, Chicago is obviously the team that I want to win, but I'm not even going to go there. Um, the team that I want to win would be either Sacramento or Denver. I really like both of their teams. I like their stories. I would really like Denver to actually get over the hump to kind of shut some people up, maybe people on this panel, um, that they're a good basketball team. Um, <laughs> they, can, they can play. They can compete in a series. So uh, either one of those teams, I would love to see them uh, win the championship. Who do I think is going to win the championship? Boy, that's tough. But um, I think Boston. I think Boston is a really good team. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with that. Nice. What do you got? What do you got, T-Bone? Well, yeah, I, like you, I, I'd love to see the Bulls win the championship. Is it going to happen? Obviously not. It's um, the longest of long shots. So, of course, I want them to win. I'll be rooting for them every for the full 48 minutes that they have left in their season. So, um, who do I think will win it, though? I, I like Philadelphia's route to the finals and to the championship this year. I think Embiid has, has had a monster year. Doc's a hell of a coach. I know he's he's faltered in the playoffs since he won it with Boston and this and that and the other, but um, I like the way their team is constructed. I like the fact that they've got two superstars on a team that know how to play with each other now. They know they know each other's game. They've come into their own with with each other now over the last the course of the last couple of seasons. Uh, they figured each other out, and uh, they've been playing their best basketball of late. So. I like Philly to uh, break the curse of Philadelphia sports teams getting to the promised land and losing with the Eagles in the Super Bowl and the Flyers in the Cup and the Eagles, uh, the Phillies in the World Series. And I like the, the Flyers Sixers. definitely were not in the Cup. No, I know. But the Sixers, I okay. like to win. All right. Just making sure we're on the same page there. <laughs> we got to we gotta be completely factual with this. No, I was, just over, I was just over-exaggerating oh, yeah, right. the uh, Philadelphia runs to the finals lately. I understand. What about the the Philadelphia Soul? Their their quest for the Arena Cup. Hmm. Not following the, the Arena Football League. It did yeah, not, not following that one. I noticed. Kurt Warner. I'll cut that. <laughs> I watched that Kurt Warner movie. Um, I forget what it's called. No, I watched you did it on... not. With with with. Uh... Kevin James? No, that's the oh, no, Sean Payton movie. The Sean Payton movie. <laughs> no, I watched the Kurt <laughs> Warner movie, which is um uh it's not good, but it it brought a tear to my eye. I did cry in it. That's cute. Yeah. Will, what do you got? Who do you want to see win? Who do you think's gonna win? Who do I want to see win? You know, I want to see Giannis get another ring. Because Giannis Giannis gets a lot of disrespect, man. Giannis is going to be third place in MVP votes this does. year. And he had his best year so far, better than any of his MVP years. It's yeah, just the happened. problem that two other people were better than him, but he was still otherworldly good. 
just think the I don't think that's disrespectful. It's yeah, that's no, just, that's not you just you said that you gotta be, you gotta be in the him. trenches of Twitter to see the disrespect that Giannis gets compared to. No, that's not real disrespect. Among, yeah, no, among, I mean, among I get, real NBA critics, that's I happened pull. to Jordan in the past where he's had his best year, didn't win MVP. Kobe's had some great years where he didn't win MVP. LeBron has had a ton of years where he's won MVP or hasn't won MVP. It doesn't mean it's disrespectful. It just means that he's got guys, he's going up against guys that deserve it a little bit more. Let me let me rephrase disrespectful into um underrated let me let me word let me let me let me fix that i don't think anybody's underrating him a lot of people were on the bucks earlier this year's title favorites Giannis, mvp top three for sure and now that all these storylines have developed you know Embiid's running away with the mvp bucks quietly got the first seed from the celtics and they've just been sitting there and i'm not hearing a lot of people talk about the bucks i want Giannis to get a ring because i love Giannis. i love watching him run and dunk yeah it's great to watch MVP is such a – it's becoming a, such a subjective um, award, you know, valuable. What's most valuable? You know, it used to yeah, always Yeah, how do you be, define value? It used to always be the best player on the best team would win MVP, right? You had the best record in the league. Yeah, we'll and be the best record in the conferences. You are the MVP almost by by default, whether or not your your stats are better than whoever else. And, and within the last, I don't know – 10 15 years it's become more about stats more about individual accolades uh okay. than anything else you know but if you're at, valuable you're you're bringing your team to a respectable place in the playoff position and beat is there at the three seed Giannis obviously has the one seed jokers led his team to the, re- the regular season championship multiple years lucas team fell off obviously he's not in the running anymore but like Tatum again. Tatum's another one. You know, is how do you how do you quantify and how do you quantify value, right? Well, I mean, you look at football and like the Heisman Trophy and the MVP league or MVP of the National Football League. Um, it's just the best quarterback on the best team, and that's all it's devolved into. And it's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the best player in the country. That's not the most valuable player. I don't know. Maybe it is, but it's not something I agree with. I've always thought about value when you when you think about most valuable. If you take that player off of the team, how is that team going to perform? And right now you've got four dudes on teams where if you take them off the team, the team's not as good anymore. Uh, considerably worse without the guys on the team, right? You take Giannis off the Bucks, they might not even make the playoffs. <laughs> you take Embiid off the Sixers, what are they, a low-seed low playoff team? You take Jokic off the Nuggets – where are they? You take Tatum off the Celtics; they're a lottery team. <laughs> so you have a lot of a lot of guys that. Yeah. Are what definitely... What's the overarching point you're trying to make here? I'm I'm you lost me. I'm just I'm my point is that if you take if you want to be able to quantify value, and there's no way to really quantify it anymore. It's become right. subjective. It's it's it's, yeah. it's in the hand of voters versus an actual like criteria that says, okay, if you've accomplished this, that, and the other, you are most valuable. Yeah, it's got to be a combination of the eye test and statistics and um, the team's success overall. Yeah, I think team success overall is the ultimate goal is to win a championship, right? So if you're not leading your team to championship aspirations, then you shouldn't even be in the conversation for MVP. But we're kind of stomping all over Will's time here. And I I know I'm uh, I know I'm talking to two Bulls fans right now about how much I want the Bucks to win, but. I, I oh, that's okay. They're not our rival. I don't. <laughs> yeah, it has to. Yeah, I get really that. Not. Like, 
Brooke Lopez, I would pick him for Defensive Player of the Year if I had a good old vote for the awards. Drew Holiday, love that guy. Yeah. Um, Pat Connaughton, most underrated 3 and D role player in the league. And Bobby Portis, crazy eyes, you know, Bulls messed up letting him go. Yeah, I'm the so, list. No, I love the Bucks team. So I just hope they all get another ring. But yeah, who I, I think will win. Either, but that freaking Grayson Allen is the worst. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I care. I just like him. them specifically because of him. He's the no. worst. I'll stop, I'll stop rooting for them when the bench comes on. Drew okay, Holiday was robbed of Defensive Player of the Year last year. I will say that. He should have won it last year over Smart. Well, Marcus, Marcus Smart deserved that. I'm solid, but Drew Holiday's anyway. Who do you like to win it? Who do I think will win it? Um, you gotta give me. I really like Boston to win it this year. Oh like, come on! I, I really, I really think. What? No, I, I'm all about the Where Clippers. Come from? I'm all about the Clippers, man. I are think you? They're gonna win. Yeah, no, you absolutely. Yeah, you were way more about the Clippers last time. Now all of a sudden, it's the Celtics winning it all. Yeah, you didn't no, even I mention am... them. Until we boom. Yeah. This is a very square pick. I just think that at Bring the back end, the hot takes from last time, man. Jesus. Yeah, where you think I oh, think it's Celtics gonna be, and Lakers. Oh wow. It's gonna be Boston and the Why do you think we brought you on here, Will? Come on. Yeah. What the hell's going on here? Trick you know, us. I'm all this seating thing got me all messed up about the Clippers. So I I'm still Ryan, that they're going to win this series very hard against the Suns. But as for their whole path, you know, it's getting foggy. It's getting foggy. Sure. I still see it. The end is in sight. It's just foggy now. It was, Guys, it was still clear the other day. When it Did was your agent six, get to you and tell you to be more safe with your picks? Your agent talked to you, didn't he? Uh, you know, he, he might have said a couple things. He said, you can't get on air and start spouting this nonsense. This is oh. national. This see, is national. See, TV when I was here. saying, when I was saying all that stuff, I had no idea there was Hold a please. chance they could go up into five. Hold. I'm sorry. I had to cut off there. We, uh, we ran out of time on the last zoom meeting. You guys were in a, a heated debate over wills. Um, waffling, if you will. Okay. Uh, it's, not, yeah. it's not so much yeah. as waffling as I said, the path is just getting a little foggier. When I made those declarations the other day, uh, the Clippers were the sixth seed in the West, and I thought it was locked. I thought they were locked into the matchup with the Kings, and I was loving that matchup. Uh, how Warriors fans are feeling right now, being in that spot, I was feeling the other day. I, I was seeing the path. The path was crystal clear. They get Man, the Lakers in the second round. The that. Um, yeah, no, the Clippers would have got the Kings, like five or six games, but... As I'm looking at the full picture now, the finished painted picture that I thought was finished, I'm Boston's going to win their first round matchup very easily. I don't care who it's against. And then they got Philly, who they own. And then if they get Milwaukee or, I don't know, Cleveland, New York, something crazy like that, they're going to win that series too. And as long as they don't get the Warriors in the West, I'm totally confident that the Celtics have probably the easiest path this year and the best team to do so. It's got to be – It's. I know it's kind of a square pick from where I was on the Clippers, but, you know. Full it's a completely fair a take, story. but I am going yeah. to patch in how confident you are. I'm going to patch in that little video clip of you spouting off the praises of the, of the <laughs> Clippers and how confident you were. That's fine. They're going to beat the Kings, and they're probably going to beat whoever they play in the second round. They're going to go on a big run this year. I just feel it. 
they have they have more top end talent on their team than Sacramento. Like I love Fox, I love Sabonis, but Kawhi and Paul George, that's just too good to pass up in the playoffs. Like you had fun. me sold. You had me completely sold on the Clippers last time. Now I'm like, oh. I got it. I got it. I gotta watch game one, see how they are. Before <laughs> I get if they if they go out game one, even if they lose by like, I don't know, less than five points, I'll be on the moon. I'll Clippers in seven right there. Every season. I had yeah, I had no confidence in the Clippers to even get out of the first round last time we talked. And by the time you were done with your sales pitch on the Clippers, I was all in on them winning the whole shebang. I have a future on them to win the finals. <laughs> I don't have a future on the Celtics to win the finals. So that's gotta count for something. What what are the odds on that future? Uh plus forty two hundred. That's pretty good. But I yeah, guess that would absolutely nice. I have a small one on the Knicks to win too, but I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I took one on the I took one out on the Bulls really early on the season. It was uh, terrible. What, I wasn't one, it like I got plus ten thousand something like that? Too, yeah, it was like ten yeah ten thousand. <laughs> I got one. Well, that's just a bet you got to like, take right there. Yeah, I think they're like plus fifty thousand right now. So if you want to hop on that, who the Grizzlies? No, the Bulls. Oh, the Bulls. Yeah, right. I you might hop now. on that. <laughs> Imagine hey, you that, got you uh, got to take a flyer. You know you got to take a flyer. Yeah. It's a buck. It's a buck, right? It's a dollar. Cool. Right on. All right. So our uh, championship picks. I got the Boston Celtics. I don't like it. Who you got, T Bone? Got the Celtics too. I got the Philadelphia 76ers Man. I mean, it's not two. I was the first one to pick them. Oh, yeah. I just had to so, copy it. Yes. Will wow. you have the Celtics too? Yeah. Ridiculous. Right now. Ridiculous. Right now. Yeah. They I'm a very change. influential person. I get that. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, that must be it. Yeah. Cool. Well, Will, thank you for joining us. We'll definitely be checking in with you throughout the playoffs. Uh, really looking forward to that. Be sure to check out Will's blogs on against the spread.home.blog. Anything else you want to say to your fans, any, any of your followers out there? Um, give them um, a shout I'll out. Have, I'll have a written breakdown of how I think every series is going to go. The Clippers one will be at least three or four paragraphs long for the first round. So just stay tuned for that. Got a lot of juice to write for that. That should be out in the next day or two. But nice. other than that, I got nothing. Nice. Thanks for having me on, guys. For sure. Thanks for Talk to you later, Will. So coming out of Shy Glizzy with Awesome. Oh, yeah. And coming out of our boy Will's hot takes for the NBA playoffs. Actually, very cold takes. His hot takes yeah. definitely stored in the lost episode where Man. we have the seating wrong. Man. <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm disappointed in the boy. He got scared. He got a little stage fright. He wanted the, the easy pick. But that's not how we do things here. We do things a little, little hot and steamy, a little hot and let, heavy. Let the boy watch. <laughs> I don't like that at all, um, especially when we're talking about Will. Um, I see you found down throwback. Come on, baby. Come on, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Come on. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> come on, baby. Let's talk about some succession. Come on, baby. Um, succession. Logan Roy's dead. Wow. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he is dead. 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 Just dead. I, I 
can't even believe it. I couldn't believe it the entire episode. So I kept thinking, he's coming back. Yeah. They're going right. to revive him. I even said I even said to Brienne, we were watching this, the episode last night. I'm like, oh, I, I turned her. I'm like, what if this is a stunt? What if he's playing? What if this is the play? And she's like, that'd be one yeah. sick play. I'm yeah, like, like, yeah. Have you seen the show? He's a sicko. He might he might turn this into a play. That's one sick puppy. He's one sick fuck. But <laughs> <laughs> he's he's dead. He's he's clearly dead. And now I mean it's three episodes into the season and seven left. Yeah. Seven without Logan Roy. And this show doesn't do flashbacks. So he's out. Yeah, he's gone. He gone. It's not um, gonna be like uh, you know, Kendall looking up at the sky like, Dad, can you hear me right now? He like comes right. out of the clouds. Oh fuck off. You know? Yeah, yeah. I I mean this is where everyone's claws, I think, are gonna gonna come out. You're you almost you saw it emerge just within like the statement they had to write. Yes. And present for a press conference. Like the claws are coming out in terms of who's gonna go for the grab right now. Yeah. Who's taking the crown? Is it the yeah. kiddos or these schlubs, these old schlubs, the hired hands? Hey, the old schlubs have the experience, man. They know how to work it. They 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 drafted that statement just with a dead body in the same airplane they were in. Logan's dead corpse was 30 feet from them. Yeah. And they said, yeah. fuck it. We got to write a statement. We got to get our business together. We got to do it's- this, do that. They had a, a specific order amongst how they were going to go about their business. Well, because they don't have a, as much of an emotional no attachment emotion. to it. Yeah, no emotional attachment whatsoever. It's all business. It's their jobs. Yeah. So, so how how are the Roy kids going to overcome those old schlebs' business acumen to get past their own emotional attachment to it and 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 prevail? Well, those old schlebs, do they have a seat at the board? Um. I don't think they do individually. They did as part of Logan's team. Right. But now I don't think Logan... they have, they don't have nearly as much pull as uh, the three kids united. I want to know. United front. Right. I want to know who has a seat at the board. Do the disgusting boys have a seat at the board? They should. That's, that's what we need to ask ourselves here. I got a question. Did you hear about cousin Greg? Let's see. What's his name? Greg. Succession. Let's just Google search that news. Hmm. Okay, so I don't know what Leah was reading last night, but she was saying like he was he was uh cousin Greg, the actor, was uh accused of like sex with underage women. In real life? I guess. I wouldn't (laughs) imagine they would put that in the show. (laughs) Well, maybe that that date he took to the party was underage. We didn't know. Um, In real life, though? Yeah, I guess so. But, like, I I just Googled him and put news thinking it would pop up all over the place, and it's not there. So, Oh, he's such such an ancillary character. They don't even care to bother mentioning his real-life news (laughs) in the news feed. Oh, well, maybe she made it up. I don't know what I'm. I guess what I'm getting at is like, oh, would they have to write him out of the show? I mean, they can't really do that now. But uh, no, nah, it seems like he's in the clear. So yeah, Greg, cut that part. Greg, um, 
Greg and Tom, I don't think they have a seat at the table. I don't think that was a serious question, and I'm responding to it seriously. Right. Yeah, I was totally joking. Sorry, man. I have a bad joke radar right now. I'm thinking about Greg's legal problems. Oh, wait, we cut that part. Yeah, I didn't hear about that, but um, that would that would take disgusting boys to a whole new level. <laughs> sure would. Um... <laughs> talk about method acting. Oof. Reel it in, Greg. It was really? a joke, T-Bone. We're joking here. This is a joke uh, podcast. Uh, okay, so Logan's dead. Um, the kids had a hard time accepting that. Specifically, uh, uh, Roman. Roman had a very hard time with that. Yeah, the whole, um, you know, free, he kind of had a mental breakdown in terms of like how he demanded to find out like if, it was real. Do we have a doctor there? Do we have this? Like, we don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know that. Yeah. Well, it's they do know that he's dead. Yeah. Uh, Kendall really freaking out because he left in that voicemail calling him a cunt. <laughs> his last words to his dad were, "Are you a cunt?" Yeah. Okay, like, uh, are you sure? Because that kind of seems like it. Because he just told him to fire Jerry. Right. Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. So I thought that. that I thought that that line by Logan was a. A little forced, a little heavy-handed. So I didn't really care for the writing when he was like, come on, are you on my team or not? Yeah, I thought the like, same exact thing. Yeah. All right. Is he going to – you really – like we're all thinking that that's what he's implying, but like – Right. You didn't have to come out and say that line. It, it was already implied. We already knew you were – That's what you're doing by having him do Roman, that. Yeah. With Roman, yeah. Yeah, so – I didn't care for that line, but that's really my only real nitpick with that. Um, I really liked, really liked Kendall in this episode. I thought that he did a great job. Where, you know, he faced the situation, and then, um, and then he said, uh, "Hey guys, uh, anything that we do right now is going to be viewed for the rest of time as what we did yeah. on the day that our dad died." Yeah, so that was we, some, some great foresight. Excellent foresight, right there. Um, and then, like. Saying like, uh, no, we should we should definitely be the ones to draft the statement. Um, yeah, good job by Kendall. I yeah. thought it was interesting that they had Shiv talk there, but that was, I guess, the Shiv's too. old PR, Shiv's old PR knowledge coming back in. Right, right. One thing, one one weird thing that I found in that episode was where Shiv was asking them like, "Well, why didn't you let me know right away?" And Kendall and 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 and. Uh, uh, Roman are like we did we let you know like immediately after we found out we, we just found out the same and like you got the, you got the feeling that, like Shiv didn't believe them and I was curious as to like why she would question that because like they I think she's just her. really insecure I think that her insecurities really showed up right there where she really thought that like they would keep something like that from her while they try to sort it out um that was my take on it so it was just a, a, a reinforcement of Shiv's insecurities. Yeah. Character. Okay. Where she wasn't there at the start of the phone call, even though she got the phone call twice and she just rejected it. Yeah. What a weird, what a weird uh, set of circumstances to be placed in. Like, can you imagine like your dad not knowing if he's dead or alive and having to talk to him and like, Oh, it, the phone's by his ear. The phone's by his ear. And like, she walks into that, not knowing if he's alive or dead. Yeah. You don't know what to say. What are you supposed to say? 
Yeah. And all of all three characters, all three kids were like, Hey, uh, like they didn't know what to, they didn't know what to do. They were completely emotionally wrecked by the moment. Yeah. And, and I, I think that they, good. Oh, go ahead. They all have the same like feeling of like, all right, this guy's, if this guy's like really, you know, getting CPR potentially dead, like he's not hearing anything I'm saying. So this is, Whatever I say is going to sound phony and fake. Mm-hmm. And it's very self-serving. And they all had that like uh, <laughs> jadedness to everything that they were saying. Uh, despite their fears. Because I think that their genuineness came out at the same time as their like, all right, but this is just a performative act. This doesn't do anything. Yeah. I think Kendall was the only one that mentioned like Logan being a dick. Like <laughs> yeah. in his in his speech, his, his phone call to him. Yeah. Like the, rest, the other two were like, you're going to be okay. You're going to make it this and that. Like you're strong. You're a monster. But I think Kendall at one point was like, you were a dick to all of us, but yeah, you know, you're, you're I don't forgive you, but it's okay. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. I don't forgive you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, where does this, where does this leave Tom and Greg? Because that's going to be a, a very large storyline over the next seven episodes. Specifically, uh, you need to go to the office and you need to delete the file on my computer titled Logistics and then, um, yeah, and then like delete it from the recycle bin or whatever. Uh, Yeah. He's not going to do that. Greg's not going to do that. I don't know. Greg seems to really yearn for Tom's approval, but... I feel like that's waning. Yeah, in this season specifically, you've kind of seen Greg gain a little bit more confidence and a little bit more knowledge into the inner workings of how that business works. So I don't know if he'll he'll follow through on that, but well, he's also it, been burned before when he had to go on uh, go on trial yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, the desperation in Tom's voice, like it was palpable. So if Greg hears that and like. Well, if you're so desperate, then why don't you do it yourself? Or if you're so desperate, why are you asking me to do it? Why don't you have one of your other cronies doing it? And like their relationship sort of dwindling away. And uh, it's such a weird thing to ask him. Like, dude, just do that. Like when you land, like, right. Right. Why is this so time sensitive? Yeah. You guys aren't under, under pressure by the government anymore. I do want to know what's in there. Oh, of course. I'm sure that'll come to light. And they've just been talking about it and talking about it for the first seasons now. So yeah, I I I think that's a storyline that's developing. But without Logan on the show, I don't I just don't know which character sort of like morphs into the main the new main character. Because Logan's been the main character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything, it's an- everything everything he does has a ripple effect on every other character. So who's who's going to be that main character now to fill that void? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like, yeah, Logan is the main character. Are they just it's going a ballsy move to kill off Logan at this point of the season? Like, they have more than half the season to to still to still uh, air. Yeah, I mean this the the hey delete these files. That's a basically a rehash storyline from a couple seasons yeah. ago. Right. So is it going to be more just like rehash storylines? Like, oh, Kendall, you're going to be the new leader. Oh, no, shit. Oh, I hope not. I hope not. 
it's so tired. Like it's been there and done that already. Like someone needs to emerge. I would say by episode five of this season as the clear cut sort of, I guess, winner for lack of a better term. Yeah. And, and, and take over that, that, that boy that, that Logan's leaving and direct how the other characters sort of fall in line. But I don't know who that's going to be at this point, still up in the air. I always thought Logan would, would prevail and take, take everything with him to his grave. Well, maybe he does. Maybe he writes it in a will that, well, he's got to have a will, right? Oh, of course. Huh. Um, if I die, shut down business kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> shut it down and, you know, sell it to Greenpeace. Shut it to, yeah. Make it a not-for-profit. Fuck it. Everyone else, That's... fuck off. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't... don't know. I mean, do you have any ideas on how that how that shapes up? No, I mean, the the imminent thing right now is the sale to Gojo. Yeah. Um, so where does this leave that? Their stock price is already falling. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, Which, we'll have to see. But plot hole, plot hole in that whole episode was they were on their way to meet with Madsen in Sweden, right? Yes. They didn't show him during the episode. They didn't show any sort of uh aftermath of them diverting a plane back home, right? I know Logan died is a big you have to go back home, whatever, but like Matson was waiting for them. And he's not the type of dude that's just gonna be like, oh, I understand. Right. You know? Especially in this so, situation where their stock prices is falling like crazy right now. Yeah. That's not he's not just gonna be like, oh yeah, same price. I'll honor the deal that I gave her. Like that's not gonna be no, what happens there. No way. Is he in play to take over the company in any way, shape, or form if Logan dies? And since he has died, is he in a position to take over the company? Well, it makes it makes uh, them, Waystar, much less valuable. And really, that was kind of where they were at with the whole them selling the company in the first place is that right. it was going to be evil and weak. And he was going to be the one to take it over because he was a little bit more powerful. So he's like, all right, well, instead of you buying us, we buy you, basically, type of thing. I mean, so. yeah. So we have seven more episodes of the season to sort of, sort of, sort it all out. If if he takes over, if he if he exercises his right and takes it over, buys it out, whatever. What other plot? Like, what plot lines are there to to really dive into anymore? I don't know. Is there gonna is it just gonna be like a big happy ending where you know? Tom and Shiv make like up. A show. It doesn't. But they got. They have seven Why? hours, seven yeah. hour long episodes to land this plane. I don't know how they're gonna do it. Um, I mean, there's gonna be so many more plot uh, plot twists that come in with different characters, different companies, different sale potentials. You got the whole Pierce acquisition that. Um, that's probably not gonna go through with the stock prices plummeting. With the stock prices plummeting, you got. Uh, the sale number definitely going to go down. He's not going to pay. Matson isn't nearly going to pay as much. So the kids aren't going to be as rich. They can't buy Pierce and oh, et cetera, no. et cetera, et cetera. And don't forget about the vote. So maybe this all, the vote's coming up. <laughs> so maybe this all turns around. The kids rally Never. together and say, hey, let's restart the 100. Let's do it for real this time. 
no way. <laughs> and then the end of the show is them like it's their um it's their launch of the website. Oh jeez. Um <laughs> and then it becomes a real thing in real life. Like go to yeah. the hundred, check it out. Yeah, check and out it's gonna be website. like we got yeah, a podcast first... too. Business <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, all Africa all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, we said this last episode. I think that we we have to see. We'll I see. I know. But the stock price falling is going to have a huge domino effect in all of this. Yeah, it will. But <laughs> sure. I, I don't know how they fill seven episodes now with, with Logan Dead. Well, you got to think about if this is real life, right? And uh, this is a fresh idea. It's coming straight off the dome. So follow me down this down this path. If this was real life, like life would keep going. Might not be as entertaining as, you know, when he was alive. But I guess that would make for a bad show. I don't know. One of the one of the siblings has to turn on another sibling, like whether it's Kendall Shiv or or Roman. Oh, I don't know, T Bone. Do you think that's do you think that's gonna happen? They've been so galvanized for season upon season. No nobody's ever turned against anybody. I don't I don't know these next I know, seven episodes. But I'm saying it has to be like a dramatic turn because they've all been like on the same page now or seemingly so. But now that Logan's dead and Yeah, but they weren't really because I mean uh Roman was already like jumping ship going back to his oh, dad. Yeah. He's already over there and he left that message and he fired Jerry. Jerry's gotta come back into play. Oh, yeah, that's one of the old, like, well, the boss died right. before I technically got fired. So, yeah. so fuck you, Roman. Yeah, I don't think I'm actually fired. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. The old fucks are just going to un- uh, unionize and, and, and <laughs> eat everyone else over. <laughs> that's how the show ends. Yeah. The boomers yeah. get the last word. That would be very funny. <laughs> but yeah, man, we'll see. Seven episodes, seven hours. Me. Seven hours. That's like three movies. Yeah. Eternity. So, they got a lot of time to sort this out. That they do. We'll so, be along for the ride. We'll be along for the ride. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about, T-Bone? Well, no. Along for the ride, I just want to thank all of our listeners and followers and watchers and subscribers and commenters for being along for the ride with us too. It's been a it's been a blast so far, and uh, we got a ton more content coming at you every week. Episode eight next week, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with Succession. We'll see what happens with Succession. Cruising is back next week. We're talking about Days of Thunder. Oh yeah, yes, we did. We did table cruising because we had so much entertainment baseball rap movies and succession that and our guest will coming on the show yeah days of thunder we will watch this week and 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 have a recap for you guys next week looking forward to it i started it and did you start it yet i've seen it i've seen it do you I remember how young john c Riley was in that movie nope i don't oh yeah she's like a baby all right save it for a little little teaser there but let's <laughs> save the rest for for cruising yeah <laughs> all right, T-Bone, that's it for me. I will uh, talk to you next time. I'll talk to all you guys next time. Be sure to hit us in the comments. Be sure to check out our website against the spread.home.blog. We'll see you next time on the Rev and Bone Show. Thanks, Bye-bye. Stand on.
拜拜。